Oh man, choreographed, choreographed. Is that what they call that choreographed? Nope. I think it's something. That else. is, the, I, I I committed to the wrong word. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I saw you commit, and I, I was like, damn, he gonna double down on that? That yeah, it's not. It was thing. it was it coordinated is the word. Uh, and you know what? It popped it popped in my head at the same time. I was like. Okay. But these are sponsored by these are sponsored by Four Marketing Group, aka LOA Amaker, uh, serial entrepreneur, good deed, good tithing, an all-around great guy, the black and, me- <laughs> and a mediocre friend. Jeez. <laughs> nah, he's a great friend, man. Shout out On to Four Marketing Group. Days of the week. Hey, man. But hey, brother. Happy New Year. Yes, we are here. Happy New Year. Salute. Salute, my friends. If you're going to splash, splash responsibly and splash dangerously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the words of, uh, was that Key Sweat? <laughs> Drink responsibility. Drink responsibility. Bobby. 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 You know that's a Bobby line. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 38 of the Splashcast. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and I'm thrilled and happy to be back to start the year off, my friend. We're back. We're back. We're back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. No S. Happy New Year. Mm. <laughs> we are here. We are happy to be back. We missed you guys. I hope everyone had a happy, healthy holidays. And for those that caught COVID, like me, uh, I hope you guys get over it uh as like i have and uh peace and blessings to everyone everyone norwood how were your holidays man they was pretty cool mostly pretty chill man i kicked it with my grandma a little bit i hadn't been able to come home and travel as much as i wanted to because of covid but the opportunity to get back and you know do that with her for a little bit we watched basketball i think one day from noon to like 10 p.m it was we had a ball it was great yeah, man, before I had COVID, um, I got to go see my grandmama. She's here for the next couple of weeks. So now that I've gone through quarantine and everything, I should be good to go. My grandma and I uh, virtually watched our show as Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, so we watch that all the time. Okay. That's, that's our joint, man. So uh, it's been great, man. The holidays, they did suck for me because I was sick, but we're back now, so we about to celebrate Christmas a month late. <laughs> that boy bounced back. Really? Ah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. But we're here now. We're here now. Same thing. Same thing. This is the ATL edition of episode 38, where we talk about the Braves. As, as you can see by the wonderful. You see it. It's the, th- it's the sauce. It's the sauce out here. 
out here sponsored by Ford Marketing Group. We said that in the prelude for Marketing Group. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's real part right there. He ain't have yeah. to stop for nothing. <laughs> we fix some things on the fly, man. Yeah, boy. Growth, growth. Uh, but uh, so funny, sto- funny story. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> funny story. I'm over here and I hear a sound that I could not figure it out. So I'm, I'm like, all right, well, we just gonna have to keep moving. Same <laughs> thing, man. We just it is learning it to is, figure it out man. on the fly. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the best thing we took from season one or uh, first year. <laughs> figure yes. it out on the fly. But um, as I said before, this is the ATL edition, ladies and gentlemen, of episode 38, where we talk about the Braves, the Falcons, and the Hawks. Um, so with that being said, we're going to get into some Braves-Falcons segment. The Braves don't have a lot of news going on. We still locked out, but we still what, Norwood? What are we? We, we still World Series champions. Like I told y'all, and I'm going to keep telling y'all, y'all see it back there, Atlanta Braves. We are World Series champions emeritus. And if the MLB was to end, then y'all don't have to deal with us being the last champions ever. We like the last samurai, like Tom Cruise, but it just makes more sense. <laughs> World Series check. That's going on the wall. Y'all going to see that up on as soon as I get my Velcro. It's going right up there on the wall. Y'all going to see it every episode. World Series champ. So uh, the league is still locked out, though. Not um, our problem. Not our problem. I want you to understand. <laughs> it's a lot of problems in the world. And that if, they don't, if they don't never play another baseball game, well, I hate to tell you that Atlanta Braves were the last guys to win the championship. <laughs> and you just have to deal with that forever. And I will Ever. feel bad for you. I will feel so bad for you because I will be even more obnoxious than I am. Y'all know we just don't win enough championships to, to be humble about this. We're a series champs. Get used to it. <laughs> and if they want to keep this up, then this will be the life that you you learn to live. And when your kids get older and ain't no baseball and they get that Aflac trivia question, who was the last team to win the World Series before the lockout? It will always be the Atlanta Braves. Those, those Atlanta Braves. Those Atlanta Braves. Hey, 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 hey. But while we at it, I hope uh, the front office has been in contact with Freddie Freeman's agents. Because if there's one person that deserves the money, deserves the accolades and the recognition, the one that was the definition of stay down to come up. Pay that man. Frederick Freeman. Pay that man. We're not playing with y'all. Pay him. We we, pay that man. Pay what you owe, bro. You owe it, man. He is the the sole reason that the Braves were interesting. Yes. So y'all need to pay that man. He could have he could have left a long time ago. Could have forced a trade. Could have done everything he wanted to, but he didn't. Yeah, and now he's man. Chipper Jones 2.0. Pay that man. He wants six years. The money ain't the problem. He just wants the guarantee. He wants the pay six him, year. Give him seven. Yeah. One on the <laughs> house. <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. So uh, with that being said, man, we've come to the end of the Braves. So let's 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 get into these Falcons, man. Let's get into these Falcons. It's um, so hard <laughs> to say goodbye to our season. <laughs> oh man. So before we get into the bad news, we'll let's let's start with the good news first, man. Uh Josh. Why, Lord? Why? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is is our rookie tight end, fourth pick. A lot of controversial because a lot of people said 
that we should have taken Justin Fields. We should have taken a quarterback. Um, turns out Kyle Pitts is pretty good. He has funny story. To- funny story. You picked the right guy. He's been elected to the Pro Bowl uh, in his rookie year. He has broken the rec the the franchise record for receiving yards as a rookie. Broke Julio Jones' record. Uh, he is second all time for tight ends uh, for receiving yards as a rookie behind Mike Dicka, who that record is amazing in itself because there's only 10 games. But uh, Kyle Pitts broke that record today. I mean, uh, uh, came in second. And he has been a beast. His catch radius has bailed Matt Ryan out. Wait, hold on. So he's still got another game to play. Yeah, but he hurt his hamstring too. Yes, yes. So, but potentially he could break the rookie record. Now it's different. He's on 17 games versus Dickens 10 games. But at the end of the day, the record is the record. The record um, is the record. I, I do hope that he is healthy. Uh so he can break the record. I think he deserves it, but also it's a hamstring, bro. We got we got a future. Yeah, man. He he hurt that hamstring up there. And also Josh Harris, who He, he hey, he's gonna make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he's a Pro Bowler. He's a and, hurt. And don't matter, man. They got they missed CP and they missed uh, AJ Terrell. We t- we're taking everything that we get because we didn't even get what we were owed. Yeah, man. Uh, so shout out to Josh Harris and Kyle Pitts. But we were snubbed, man. We got a few snubs. AJ Terrell, uh, who is a top two corner in the league, uh, next gen stats wise, uh, as a second year player. Didn't get voted to the Pro Bowl. Don't know what's going on there. Cordero. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's kind of like the DeAndre Hunter before they found out that he was good. If we were the only people who knew he was good, no no reason. No reason. Don't respect him. Throw the ball over there. Make him – let him make you pay. Um, yeah, he had another pick today. Exactly. Um, uh, uh, and Scordero. Scordero Patterson, who's playing like he's in high school, playing every – Returning kicks, running back, tight end, H-back, wide receiver, slot receiver, X, Y, Z. He's doing everything. Camarockery, malarkey. These are the words that I used to describe him not being picked as a pro bowler. But sure enough, if you're a fan of Atlanta, you know that nobody knows all the players on your team who are good because nobody ever watches your games. Scordell's very good. AJ Terrell's very good. Kyle Pitts is the real deal. Uh, Grady Jarrett, often under, he's often underrated, but it's hard to get Grady Jarrett because you have just his positions. Yeah, yes. you have Aaron Donald, man, and that's that's a difficult fight. <laughs> <laughs> you can fight all you want to. Some fights you're just going to lose, and that's yeah, one so of you, them. You always start at number two. So, and then forever um, since day one, he been in here. Then you're like, well, pack my shit up and go to number two. <laughs> but, and then there's somebody else who is second in the league in tackles. Uh, he had a game ceiling interception last week. Uh, he is everywhere on the field. We have one of the best linebacker cores in the league. Uh, Foyer Oluokan, number 54, definitely should have been voted to the Pro Bowl. Um, he actually had uh, 10 plus tackles for the 11th time this season. Uh, the only other person ever to do that was, I would either assume Hall of Fame linebacker Zach Thomas or soon to be Hall of Fame linebacker Zach Thomas, 
who had 12 of those games in 2005. Um, that anytime people are describing you next to people like Zach Thomas, you're doing a bunch of the right things and, and you probably have a long future in the NFL. Yeah, man. So you, we, soon we're going to be saying pay for you. <laughs> Y'all got to be right. Him. Yeah. He's everywhere. Uh, so, you know, we do feel like it was snub, but also if your team isn't in the playoffs, it's very difficult to get a lot of your team members in the Pro Bowl or all and that's, or whatever. And that's kind of the catch-22 is because these, I would say four or five guys are playing Pro Bowl-like seasons, but they just have nobody that's even playing a decent regular season around them. And it's tough. Is yeah, man. Um, so it's today, so, <laughs> so today, Bullish. the Falcons actually played uh, played the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we are we were seven and eight. We needed to win these two games in order. We needed to win these two games, and we needed either Philadelphia. Excuse me. We needed uh, either Philadelphia or Minnesota to lose one of the last two games in order for us to make it to the playoffs. But we had to win out. We had a tall task. We had to go to Buffalo. In we two, we ain't have it. We don't have that roster. We don't have the roster. We knew we didn't have the roster at the beginning of the season. Um, we definitely overachieved. Yes, yes. Now, if there is a takeaway from this season is you can both have a losing season and win the season. We are a team with a legitimately, I say, probably bottom three roster for us to be seven and nine and be in playoff contention until the second to last week of the season is a miracle. I think that we need to reevaluate, you know, uh, number one, Arthur Smith. I was very questionable about who he was and could he coach at the beginning of the season? I am sold. Um, what he did with Derrick Henry and then coming with Cordero Patterson, who's a basically a completely different style of running back and making him look, you know, Pro Bowl ready and Pro Bowl worthy is an amazing feat. Also, Dean Pease, let's be very honest, this defense is awful. The, the just don't have the skill at most positions. And for us to at least be competitive, and towards the end of the season, look like a real defense and have definitely one guy who looks like he may be a world beater and definitely, you know, getting everything we get out of A.J. Terrell is impressive. And I want to make sure I say that to the guys who are pro bowlers, should be pro bowlers, and to the coaching staff. Y'all kicked ass this season. Yeah, man. So the reason we're kind of speaking in retrospect is because we had to beat the Bills and we lost. We lost 29 to 15. Um, I watched that whole game. The defense, the back seven, the secondary had, they intercepted Josh Allen three times, uh, played very well. AJ Terrell had a pick. Um, the couple other players had a pick for you. and Deion Jones were everywhere. Um, but we could not stop the run. And that's where we were missing. We need, I ain't gonna lie to you, 99 from UGA is looking like we need, he's not gonna be there for us to pick him, but not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> we need defensive line help very badly. Matt Ryan, 
he may have sealed his fate. So I went off in the group chat because Matt Ryan, we were down 29 to 15. Uh, we were driving and Matt Ryan is scrambling to get into the goal, to get into the end zone. He dives. It looks like he's in the end zone. Looks like he scores. They score. They rated a touchdown. He spikes the ball and starts talking trash to the Buffalo DB. Gets an unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. Now, was it really a necessary call? I don't think so because Tom Brady literally ran to the other side of the field and told the entire bench to go F themselves. Tom Brady will follow you. He's a terrible human being. He will follow you to, to the other side. As a football player, he's a terrible person. He's a he's I, I can't I'm I can't I, so I, bad not to curse. He but he's a punk. He's a punk, and that's not the word I wanted to use. He <laughs> and, and he's a spoiled brat and he's a baby. And but when Matt get it Ryan off your started, chest, get it off your chest. Well, it's just it's it's this it's I hate special rules and special treatment because you're perceived as something that you aren't. Like for example, when I talked the about goal? how, when I when I talked about how uh, quarterbacks, I'm about to get on a little tangent. You know, it would be wouldn't be the splash cast without tangent. When I talk about quarterbacks that were getting hit, they didn't trade. They didn't change the rules when Cam Newton and Michael Vick and all of them were getting tattooed. But as soon as Tom Brady tears an ACL, can't hit nobody below the knee. Can't hit a quarterback below the knee. Soon as Peyton Manning broke his jaw because he got hit too hard, oh, you can't hit the quarterback in the head. You hit everybody else in the head. Can't hit the quarterback in it. Soon as Drew Brees complains to the ref and says, and I quote, I don't know if it was a penalty or not. I just know he hit me too hard. They said you can't hit the quarterback. You can't land on the quarterback after Aaron Rodgers dislocated a soldier. All of that I, is bullshit. I definitely I've definitely played football and but like I don't know if that was a penalty or not, but he hit me too hard. <laughs> but that's bullshit. So when you can allow all those other guys to do that, you allow the defense to run all the way down the field after a pick and go celebrate and all this, and you allow all of that, but then you call a penalty. So how does that, how does that, I'm going to round it back up. Matt Ryan ended up getting a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. They then reviewed the play and showed that Matt Ryan did not actually extend the ball into the end zone. He was down at the one-inch line. So it becomes third and goal from the one-inch line but then you enforce the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty is now third and goal from the 15. And that's, I'm so number one, I'm, I am happy to have a quarterback that is willing to talk trash after the season that we've had and the career that he's had, which has not been a lot of very bright days. And it might and it might be the last one. And I think they sacked him four times. And for five. Matt Ryan, excuse me, five times. <laughs> and for Matt Ryan to still have the gusto to want to talk some trash, this is the reason that I will always and forever be a Matt Ryan fan. It ain't work out. I mean, realistically, what were we going to do? Maybe win another game just so we could lose. It's unfortunate, but Matt, keep talking your shit, man. Yeah, I'm not, I feel like shit, I'm the only person. You got it. You got to know the rules, bro. When you, you like, as a veteran, you got to know the rules. You got to extend the ball into the end zone. Like, that was the backbreaker because that would have made it 29 22 with six minutes left, and we had all three timeouts. At that point, we had to go for it on fourth down from the 15. We didn't get it. 
and they took the ball and just ran the clock out. So there's really nothing else we could do. And that everybody knew once that happened, that was the end really of our season. And probably if I had to bet the end of Matt Ryan's career in Atlanta. Hey, we re- we renegotiate that contract. We won't come back though. Yeah, because we need a placeholder because ain't nobody coming out in the draft. No, nah, nah, <laughs> not a chance. I don't want nobody in this draft. Man, I, I would rather have you. You have uh, you've been running this show. And if you can come back, I mean, even if you ain't really trying to renegotiate, just bring it back. I don't care. Yeah, we'll get the money after next year. Um, well, hey, yeah. And what about can we just convert the money we was going to pay to Calvin Ridley? Don't get me started on Calvin, really. He was at the Hawks game. But um, <laughs> when, when you go tell your employer. You're sick. You need, if you're you sick, you better stay at the house. I'll tell you that much. Don't get caught gonna, outside when you're sick. Boy, we grow, you know how the rules at a black household. You think you're going to be sick, but then you're going to go ride the bike. Mm-hmm. One of us is stupid, and I'm going to tell you who it ain't. <laughs> So now the Hawks, now, I mean, the Hawks, the Falcons, we are now going to transition into, uh, for the foreseeable future, um, off-season talk. Uh, we need a quarterback. We need a running back. We need a receiver. We need an no, offensive No, we don't. We guard. don't need no running back. We got us a running back. We got one. We need two. We got, we got a, we got a. Yeah, Mike we Davis. Need a, we need an offensive guard. We need another tackle. We need a defensive tackle. We need a cornerback. We need a safety because even I need a girl. Right, right, right. I need a girl to give my life. We need everything. We need a whole roster. So, you know, I would. That's why I said I know you don't like for me to say it, but that's why I said maybe Cordero might be trade bait. Nah, I don't think that. I don't think that that everybody can't do what we got going with him, other than Shanahan. Shanahan already has Debo, so it's redundant. I just want everybody to understand Arthur Smith has done something that most coaches, specifically the Cleveland guys, just refuse to do. Find your best player and give him the damn ball and get out of the way. Every time, because Cleveland just – and they, I don't know. I don't I don't care. I'm not even talking about Cleveland. But uh, – Well, when you see your kids doing right, you need to compliment them. Like, hey, good job, son. Good job. Yep. yep. So the Falcons playoffs – our playoff hopes are done. The only thing that we have left is to beat the Saints, the Aints, the Taints, and in their playoff hopes because they're still in it because they won today. So hopefully next week we can end the season on a good note and get into the offseason, man. Yeah, let's let's just get everybody into the offseason healthy. I do think that we've had uh, quantifiable and substantial growth as a team. I think that we have a lot to look forward to next year, which is very different from this year. I think at the end of last year, we knew the jig was way past up. And <laughs> I, th- I think that we are at a team that is now looking up for the first time in a long time. And I really hope that we can keep Calvin Ridley and we can figure out what's going on with that. I, yeah, because we missed him. Yeah, awesome. and it, yeah, he's he's too good of a player to just disappear. We we need him. Kyle Pitts sure as hell needs him. Yep. Also, hey Tennessee, looks like we kind of fleeced y'all. Fleeced. <laughs> Polar fleece. <laughs> Arctic fleece. Every fleece they got in old navy. 
Oh, man. So with that being said, man, we come to the end of the Falcon slash Brave segment, man. We are now going to get into our youngest child, the Atlanta Hawks. Stay tuned. Well, Brave season over, Falcon season over. These dudes better get healthy and act like they got some sense. Go dogs. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with one of our favorite segments, man, the Hawks, our youngest child. We talked about the Falcons. We talked about the Braves. Now we're going to talk about some hope. Now that the Falcons hope is over, we're going to talk about the Hawks. Um, the Hawks have had ended the year kind of, kind of rough. Um, we've lost, we've won only two. Well, actually three, because we just came back three out of our yep. last 10 games. But it's not all our fault. It ain't my fault. The Hawks have had the largest roster in NBA history. 26 people. 26 people. Why? Because at one point or another, we have had 14 people in health and safety protocols because of COVID. Not to mention, we've also had a Cam Reddish sprained ankle. We had a DeAndre Hunter wrist issue. Solomon Hill gone for the season with the hamstring that's torn off the bone. So we have legitimate Injury problems and cause, yes, and also don't forget on Yeka Kongwu literally just came back from the shoulder and then went right into health and safety after two or three games. So, while we have been, we're like three and three and seven in the last 10 games, we are literally walking out there with the College Park Skyhawks. No, which we had the Skyhawks, we are calling people and saying, Hey, can you play today? Nate McMillan is like, I'm having to show guys where the locker room is. Where the entrance to the stadium is that the players take, not the fans. Yes. Trey Young only knew two people's names on his team. Two. This is like going to the gym and being like, all right, dog, you trying to run? Uh, I got downs. I'm going to run next. If you're available, we'd like to see you out here on the floor. Yep. Now, some of these losses were inexcusable. Losing to the Magic, inexcusable. That, that was inexcusable to me. We did have some good wins, though. We beat the 76ers in Philly with a depleted team, and we actually came back against the Cavs in our last game with a depleted team. Trey Young, who had a very, 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 very slow start. I think he was 2 for 10, 2 for 11 in the first I half. Might have been, I think it might have been 2 and 12. And Clint, Cap- and Clint Capella started out 3 or 9, but I... I and <laughs> Clint, I'm not even. I'm not going to stick on Trey shooting and just shooting for no reason because he is not to pass the ball to. He's no. I'm not even going to say that. At the end of the day, he ain't going to change until somebody makes him change. So that's on him. But I want to say, and I told people last year, is Clint Capella our best player, our second best player? Probably not. But nope. is he our most important player? I think so. And just his ability to rebound and make bunnies. When he makes those shots, we are a very difficult team to stop. When he is missing those shots, we are a very easy team to beat. 
And he found his mojo in the last game, and he played against two very tough opponents. Jared Allen, who should be an all-star, and Evan Mobley, who I think is the rookie of the year. I don't know if they're going to give it to him because he did miss some games. But I think that he, if he's not rookie of the year, he's the rookie that's played the best for me this season. And Kevin Love went off in that game too. Kevin Love at 35 and 10. But Capella, I think, had 18 and 23. He had 23 rebounds. And y'all listen, for our listeners, that listen on a on a consistent basis, you know that Capella is one of the most frustrating people that I cover, that we cover for the Hawks. He is frustrating because he misses so many layups to be six foot eleven. Not even to be six foot eleven. He misses so many layups, and it makes it worse that he's six foot eleven. And it's frustrating, but now you start with I've really paid attention to him the last seven or eight games. And I can't imagine having COVID and then coming back and having to play immediately and run up and down the floor. And I would say, you know, just playing regardless because you have a rotation. But then coming back after having COVID, having to run up and down the floor, playing against Joel Embiid, Jared Allen. That ain't right. That ain't right, dog. That is not fair. Twice. Moves twice, MB and Jared Allen. Jared Allen with Evan Mobley and no John Collins or Onyeka Kong would have helped build you you out there by yourself. That's what I was going to say. No subs. So to have no subs, and I didn't pay attention until I actually watched the games, until I actually paid attention to only Clint Capella in the bigs. When we had all those players in protocol, 11, 12 players, when Trey was out and it was – they were asking for breaks and and to be subbed out at like the six minute mark of the first quarter. Yes, and, and this is the thing that they also because I I have now committed to Twitter having a podcast. You just got to tweet and read Twitter. He's actually showing signs of being sick for a while. So what they believe is he was the very first or second person to get COVID, and he was actually physically hit by it. And I think John Collins is too because he he ain't just to turn around and come back and play either. And it's been more than five days. I think that these guys actually got sick. I think multiple people physically got sick. And now they have to, you know, it's not just asymptomatic. I get back out there and play. No, you are sick and you have to recover from this. Yeah, man. And for some reason, uh, the NBA has postponed all these other people's games. They hate us. Two or three players, four or five. They hate players. us. Oh, but we're literally signing all the G League players. We signed Lance Stevenson from China. We signed all of these players. Wes Uwandu. Wes Uwandu. I don't even know. We have, me and Reggie have a podcast. We still can't name the guys on this team right now. None. And they come we watch every game. Playing. Yeah, every game. We watch every game together. I was like, who is number 45? Who is number 79? We had I a saw, roster name. 79, number 79, y'all. I saw C Brown immediately thought about Charlie Brown because we used to have him on the team. In fact, not Charlie Brown, whole different guy. Um, Skylar Mays, I think, deserves to give up his junior varsity jersey. Um yes. and, and Skylar be a, Mays is playing well. He needs to be a varsity player. He showed us everything that that I needed to see from him. 
I do think that I understand why Nate relies on him first. Mm-hmm. He is the most competent uh, of the young guys. And I, we, the minutes that Lou is out there, I think that those can be Skylar Mays minutes. And I think you just get better uh, defense. Because Lou played well against the Cavs, man. I don't know. I think Lou's minutes should be cut a little bit. But Lou is, is the microwave. He's going to come in and get you about six to ten points when you need it. And let's, just, and let's keep him for that. Just just not every night. Just the nights that we need scoring. Hey, Lou, you get in there and you give us what you need and get on out of there. But if we up, no, nah, let Skyler, because then we don't, we can play defense. Skyler just plays better defense. He's 6'4, he's stronger. Conditionally, you need to make that decision depending on what the lead is. Who are these people? Cat Barber. Who is that? Uh, hey, hey, hey that that's who I thought was Charlie Brown. So I was like, nope, that's John D. John D. Uh, Cat Barber. Cat Barber was playing for the Skyhawks. He's he actually is playing very good in the G League. I had no issues with him. Uh, it's, Malcolm it's, Hill, who played yes. very well actually against the Bulls. Wes Awundu. I don't know who Wes Awundu played play like Wild Man Brimbury Jr. Um, yep. Yep, we got all of these players, man. So it's frustrating, and it's it's been and I for y'all to think we're talking crazy. Nate has said it, Trey has said it, John has said it. Um, we were really game? rolling Slick, out. Slick has said it. We can't we're, figure out why our why our games won't be postponed or canceled. We got one game postponed or canceled. Just one. Most most games we're playing with two legitimate NBA. Falcon, I mean Hawks. Then we're playing with one G League player, and then everybody else. I don't know who the hell that is. They had actually called me, but I told them I had to work, so they was like, "All right, well, you you can't do both." I was like, "But y- y'all know y'all gonna fire me in seven days. I got a career, you know." They was like, "Chris, don't worry about it," because I was gonna do a ten day contract. They called me and Lance at the same time. <laughs> And then they traded Lance. They let Lance go and sent him yeah. to the Pacers. He wanted to go I'm, back to the Pacers. That now that's a place that nobody wants to go to. Even the people who are there should probably be ready to leave. Um, yeah, yeah, man, it's it does it's it's frustrating that we have to do all of this. And now even Nate has been sent has gone to protocols, even though the NBA second time. The NBA Players Association has uh, modified the COVID protocol rules because of the CDC. So it'll probably be only gone five to seven days. But that don't help us now because we've had everybody out for like a month. Also, while y'all here, there's one person that I really want. I don't, I'll keep everybody in their prayers, but we've heard nothing about Gallo. Gallo's been on health and safety protocols for a while, and we've heard nothing about that. And then he's out. You don't, he's out. He's out. He's out. He's out. He's out. Yep. Since he when? came, he since at least yesterday. That badge came out yesterday. It was like it's probably like seven people we got back who are going to be available going forward. I know we got Bogey back. Yeah. Gorgie Jang is back. Malik Ellison. So we got more players back. Okay. Yes. Good. Well, yeah, Gall- Gallo is finally out of that, but. It's not like, oh, touchdown. Wow. He mossed him. Yeah, he destroyed it. I saw that too. Let the ball go, son. If y'all both catch the ball, the offense gets it. Uh, great catch, catch Joe Lazar. 
with that said, we also have to be kind of patient with these guys coming back off health and safety protocols. Ain't practice, ain't worked out, and you might have had the vid, and the vid might have actually gave you a little bit of bug. So your your air, your win may not even be there. Uh, we just we got to do what we got. We need to win these games we got coming up. Uh, we do have what I would consider a at least a reasonable schedule for the next few games. Portland ain't played no defense. Sacramento is still very heavily Sacramento. This is about <laughs> a bad Lakers team as you can you can get right now. And the Clippers are the Lakers. Not, not without – we can't beat the Lakers if we're not full strength. We don't play them till Friday. We could have everybody back by Friday. Yeah, Kevin Werder, Onyeko Kongwu, Danilo Gallinari, DeLon Wright, Shreve we could and TLC back. That's, yeah. we, so we get all our wings back. Yes. Yeah. And bad. by Friday, we could probably have John Collins back. We could have everybody back minus the people who are injured. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with Cam Reddish and his sprained ankle. Uh but it's been it's been he's been dealing with it for the last few days. He just couldn't last sit out because we didn't have no more players. Exactly. <laughs> we have nobody. He also, had, Cam's been balling, by the way. Cam, yes, he's making it harder and harder to trade him. DeAndre, they, they all this is it is both the best thing and the most frustrating thing because you can't gauge who you should keep and who you should trade. And even more so, we've seen each one of these guys play individually great basketball at some point. Kayvon has played great basketball. Bogey has played great basketball. DeAndre Hunter was looking like the second coming of Kawhi Leonard and Cam Reddish. Looks like Paul George Jr. some of the time. I feel like Schlink, I do not envy you because you have to pick right. You got to pick the right guy. You can't keep all four of these guys, I would assume, unless, you know, my selling point is all of you guys, specifically Cam and DeAndre Hunter, y'all both have been hurt for substantial, you know, periods of your career. Are you interested in possibly keeping both of you guys and do some type of team-friendly deal? Um, if Bogey, if you got to go, you're the oldest of the group. You would be the sacrificial lamb. Oh, you are. You already know how I feel, Bogey. Bo <laughs> Y'all trying to trade somebody, Bogey? But on the but first I, thing smoking, brother. But Bogey is Bogey has the most heart out of all of these guys. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But Bogey also, he's like out of all of those players you just said, he is worst defender. He is the worst defender and the streakiest one. I, like he. His streakiness will be either one for 10, one for 15, and then he'll hit 11 in a row in the fourth. He did quarter. that. He did that, what, two or three games ago? He did that against the, the 76ers. He was he would. 15. Could not hit the broad, broad side of a barn. Then came in the last and won the game. And I was like, John well. Collins said, way to bail us out. I said, I, where did that come from? <laughs> but Bogey plays like, them Eastern Europe, Eastern Europeans, like he don't get intimidated. You talk trash to mm. him, he go, he'd be ready to fight. And I'd be like, you know what, we need that, but and, and we don't have enough of that. That's that's the most concerning part is we don't have enough of that. But when it comes to Cam Reddish, dude, he's had like thirty four points, twenty nine points, twenty six points, eight three pointers. Like he is a, and he's finally. What's frustrating is he's finally starting to go to the rim. Like he's fine and he's he had 36 points. I was like, yo, he is unstoppable going to the rim. 
like unstoppable. And and it's six nine, but has a very soft touch. His lay layup package is nasty. It's nasty. Is one of the best in the NBA. Minus these young kids who are just really good. Um, Kay Cunningham and Jalen Green both have great layup packages. Just coming out, just they just got it. But Cam Reddish got that same touch. And Cam is smooth, man. Cam is smooth. And, and you always think that you almost got him. And then he flicked the wrist and thought of the backboard. You'd be like, what are you doing? And you'd be like, oh, that's what you was doing. My bad. My apologies, Cameron. But then also he hit you with the triple pirouette, step back, fade, up, <laughs> up, back, up, back, left, right. You'd be like, bro. But he's he's cut that, he's cut back on that a lot. It's not as much. He but does, it's still in his heart. It's still in his heart. Yeah, he hit two in a row. Cam's gonna shoot it from half court if he hit two in a row. It don't matter what he's he doing. Be, he just be, it's kind of like, and you know what? Him and Bogey both got that where, and I think that just is some of playing with Trey. Oh, well, if he's gonna do it, well, I, I know if I pass that ball over there, I'm not getting it back. So I better do it too. And I, I just need him to be a playmaker. Like he's a scorer, he's a natural gifted scorer. It's it's he can score, he can score 30. Probably in his sleep. If you if you just if you just put him out there one on one, can probably could beat a lot of people in the league. I really wish that everybody played how I feel like Nate envisions them playing their best in their head. I feel like our team, but our team will be completely different. I think the trade would be somewhere around like eighteen and fifteen. I think the John Collins will probably be at like twenty two and eight. I think Clint Capella would be at like. 20 and 12 and then just let them let them wings just kill you and play I, defense to me i don't see if we're a healthy team how we couldn't be the highest scoring team in the league i don't i don't see how that there's that should be the goal i mean you got somebody that can shoot from half court and tray you have one two three four Five people that could, you got Bogey, you have Cam, DeAndre, and John Collins who can all get their own shot. John, just different ways. They can post, they can do whatever. And I'm sorry, five, Kevin Werder. You have Gallo. Kevin Werder, Gallo, six. You have Blue, seven. You have all these players that could get their own shot. You have ball handlers. You have backup point guards. DeLon Wright. And I, I, it's hard to say because of COVID, but he has stepped up. He, I didn't even think he could hit the backside of a backboard. And now he's and hitting he, threes. But the thing about him is he don't even have to shoot the ball. He he is the bitch John Collins of, I'll do all the things that nobody else really wants to do. Great rebounding he, guard. Yeah. Great rebounding I'll be like, why, how does he get six or seven rebounds? Are y'all just watching this man get the ball? He played 13 and, minutes and had 11 yeah. rebounds against the 76ers. I was and like, what? Like, are y'all just, <laughs> y'all know, y'all could like, that's, now that upsets me because he's just making a decision that I'm going to get the ball. Mm -hmm. And if he can do that, and he has good size, but he ain't the biggest or the strongest or the fastest, you other guys can make the same damn decision. Yep. Yep. So I, to me, as a healthy team, if they were to all play together, there's no reason we wouldn't be the, First of all, we should be a top 10 defensive team because all of our wings are six, seven and taller. Our point guard outside of Trey are and Lou are six, five and, and taller, six, four, now, six, five and taller. 
Now, and that's we don't have to be a top team if we can just. But because, we should be. We don't have to be, but we should because we got it. Onyeka Okongwu came back first off. Onyeka, mm. Capella, yeah. you better, you better, you better get in shape, uh, brother. The heat is on. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's what Clint was like. Wait, hold on. That that young kid will be back in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And if he keeps playing that way with that level of aggression and making the shots that you're missing, even you have to understand if they start cutting your minutes and wanting to play with a guy who can who has a better touch around the rim. Uh, John Collins is a is just passing him the ball and he's dunking the ball, and you can't be blowing these easy layups, and that's killing him right now. But let's just hope. The very last game he played is who really who he is back to, and that is the guy who we paid and we extended early. I got faith in you, Clint Capella. I do too, man. I do too. Now, um, now that you know, when you, like I said, sitting back and actually watch watching the game, the games, and paying attention to just Clint Capella, I could see that he was he's not totally back yet. So this, what does this do? This sets us up for a to me. This sets us up for another second, second half of the season run. Who is equipped to do this other than us? If we could get healthy, the East is in trouble. But Trey, you got to cut the shit, man. You got to stop. Hey, you're Napoleon Complex, brother. <laughs> hey, you got to stop. You got a you... whole power forward in John Collins who said he wants to be a basketball genius. He wants to be able to call out plays before they come he wants to be able to predict things he wants to be able to do everything on the court you can't be shooting from half court when we're down four or up four that's that's not what we need so let me kind of go back a little bit i want to cover what reggie just talked about uh there are two things that have come out in the last week or so about john collins and trey young and i'm gonna start with the first one uh trey did an interview and he said you know i'm a small guy uh, when I went to the gym, I just didn't get respect. So I had to talk trash in order to get respect. That's how I got respect. I'm not the biggest proponent of that. I'm more of a guy who, I'm not going to say don't talk trash because I did it. But when you do it, your game also has to echo and be louder than you are. And your game will speak for itself. And then you will have to actually talk less trash. Um, as I've I documented, think his game speaks for itself. I think I think his game speaks for itself. He's he's averaged like thirty and ten. He should just he can his average game. to us. He should average twenty and fifteen, not twenty five and ten. His but but the thing about it is his game it 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 is very representative of who he is. He can glow nuclear on offense when it comes to scoring points. But at what cost? How many shots is it going to take you? You you have to look at efficiency. You just can't expect for, especially a guy who's not playing a ton of defense, to just expect these other guys to rebound and pass you the ball, play defense and pass you the ball, and let you shoot the ball 25 times. They shoot the ball seven times. And y'all have any type of relationship that's going to be hospitable. You got it. You should be trying to be the master manipulator. And it's kind of what, you know, uh, John Collins was saying, John Collins was interviewed by JJ Reddick. He has a podcast called Old Man and the Three, uh, excellent podcast specifically for a former NBA player. And I'm not even gonna say former anyway, right now, because all these guys are coming back, but uh, just a great basketball podcast. And he asked John Collins, you know, your game has evolved every year. 
Um, at first, people said you couldn't shoot. Now you're a 40% three-point shooter. They said you couldn't play defense. Now you're, you know, a good backside help defense. Averaging a block a game. Exactly. Your assist have gone up. Like, what do you see next is your evolution of the game. John Collins immediately said, you know, I want to model my game after Joker. Like, I don't physically want to be who he is, but just the ability to play patiently like he does and to be able to control the game and kind of predict things that are going to happen before they happen is what he wants to do. And for me, that's exciting for two reasons. Because nowhere in there did he say, I need to shoot a million shots a game. And that's he's never a been guy. his MO, He's never been the guy that says, I need to shoot a million shots a game. But you know that these guys want to shoot a million shots a game. And it ain't just Trey. Everybody wants to shoot a million shots if you let them. Uh, but he also, you know, he's one of the few guys, unlike Ben Simmons, whose game has evolved every season. He goes in the offseason and comes back with something specifically new that you can see that I did not do last season that I do now. And for him to have done this multiple times in multiple seasons, that he's focused on this now, being able to manipulate the game and control the speed of the game, I think that he's capable of figuring that out. And that's exciting. And, and for the money that we paid him and the people who questioned it, I think this is an excellent investment. I think I think for John, I agree. I think that's the next thing. To me, after he does that, he's got to work on his handle. If he gets a handle to where he can dribble left or right, I I I I don't know if you can stop him at that point. Like at that point, there's 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 not much you can. Of course, he's got to gain probably about twenty more pounds, but. He's got it. Like he got a squat. Life, life, life will give him twenty pounds eventually. If, yeah, if anybody knows that, that, we know that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I get that man weight. So, um, it's 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 definitely on the uptick. I think for this season and for this team, uh, I didn't want to kill Trey for all these shots because he has nobody to pass the ball to. But once we get everybody back, man, Trey, I'm telling you guys, and this. It's going to happen because I have faith in, in Nate. It's going to happen. Trey's going to average. Go, his average is going to go down from 29 and 10. He's going to go to about 22 and 15. And we're going to go on like a 9 to 12 game winning streak. And y'all going to be nervous. That is where our bread is. That's the most frustrating part is why do we have to convince this man? You got to shoot less for us to be more successful. Oh, well, you already know. We already talked about the contract now. 207 if he get all pro. He get You're right. Million You're right. He do want pro. that. He do want that. But 34 is a lot is a lot of money. 30, 35 mil. That's a lot of money. You're right. You're right. I can't. <laughs> We got black dads. Hey, son. We, <laughs> hey, hey, if, if we need you to go get that, bring that back, son. 35 mil. You know, 35 it's, it's, mil. A, it's a couple things around here your mother would like. <laughs> so for y'all, a little context, Trey signed a contract extension, you know, five years, 172. That can turn to five years, 207, if he were to make all pro, make the all-star team. Uh, either make all first team all pro or all star team, or something else like lead the league in scoring. Which, I mean, he's close in all three. So, oh, no, we don't need him to lead. Twenty five and twelve, son. Twenty five and twelve, you'll be a man. You'll be the man, <laughs> the man. But uh, with that being said, man, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of episode thirty eight of the Splash Cast, the Atlanta edition, the first one 
of 2022. Mm. Uh, if you don't have anything else, man, Norwood, take us out. Man, I am happy to be entering 2022 this way. This is an excellent podcast. I'm excited uh, about what the Hawks have the opportunity to do here in, in the new year. Um, I do Shout want out to, to the Falcons for a really good showing of a season. Yeah, I was just about to say that I call you guys the F birds all season. I do want to apologize a little bit. I may have been a little bit of overly hard on you, but it's only because I really care for you. You know, expect the best out of you guys. Uh, but after looking back on it and really doing some soul searching, you guys have outperformed what I believe you guys should have, and uh, I look forward to next season. Uh, mm -hmm. Braves still the World Series champs, um, and they're gonna be the World Series champs. You see that tomahawk right? You see that? You see the tomahawk right there? A town gonna stay down always, man. Uh, with that said, number one. More Atlanta Braves baseball. <laughs> then more black baseball. More black cowboys and cowgirls. If you got a couple dollars to start off this year, send some money to your local HBCU. Send some money to D. Hampton University. Just hit me and Reg in the DM. We will send you to Addy. I know it. For sure I know it. With that said, man, y'all could have been anywhere else in the world. Y'all came and kicked it with me and Reg to start the new year. Um, we back two episodes every week. We're going to get these Saturday lives popping and you still getting a splash cash 12 pack this Wednesday. I'm going to have to go in the, the crates and try to find some because y'all know at the end of the year, no music comes out, but I got something for you. Trust me. Uh, with that said, we appreciate y'all coming and hanging out with us. You could have been anywhere else in the world. It's only one thing left to do now, Reg. What's that? Hang out. Hang out. Hey man, remember to like, subscribe. View us, uh, view all of our stuff on YouTube, on Instagram. Also, a little you birdie got told these? me, a little, a little birdie, a little birdie told me that uh, the Splashcast website, www.splashcast.com, will be up and running very on the, soon. On the way, they said it's on the way. So now it's we're gonna have, we're gonna have the, the Splashcast twelve pack on Wednesday. We putting out two episodes a week, and now the, the website. It's all going to be in one spot, and you can buy merch, too. Ooh, stay but tuned, ladies this. and gentlemen. You can't buy this, though. Ooh. Splash cast. And shout out to my man, Easy. Hey, y'all be easy, man. We done rubbing our, our uh, opulence in y'all face. All we trying to do is be living inspirations in 2022 <laughs> and going forward. We love y'all. Love y'all. Stay dangerous. Peace. Adios, amigos. Cause feelings, I'm catching my flights. They say we're done in the dark, welcome to light. Sipping on gym, reminiscing all night. Blowing them back by the day, baby. I just bought me a new K, baby. Let them know I'll spray, baby. Let them know I don't play, baby. Anything for your love. I don't catch feelings, I'm catching my flights. They say we're done in the dark, we'll come to light. Sipping on gym, reminiscing all night. Blowing them back by the day, baby. I just bought me a new K, baby. Let them know I'll spray, baby. Let them know I don't play, baby. Anything for your love, baby. I don't catch feelings, I only catch flights. Trying to get in your hole, only here for a night. She know I'm a dog, but she know I won't bite.
I'm on my shit, you ain't doing it right. I done came up, I'm enjoying this life. I pop that shit that I know they don't like. Act like I'm plotting, let me hear from the bike. Free all the brothers and sending them kites. Two tone AP, one half rose on your white. Look like I'm rolling, I told her I might be. Louis Supreme on my drill like a hype. You know I'm slime, I'll fuck on his wifey. Diamonds they hear how they sit on my white tee. I get them chicks every day like a Nike. Rose Rush truck, I know they don't like me. They on my sweat, taking no trying to bite me. No feeling, got a flight in the morning. They been calling for me, I feel important. All my cars foreign, gotta import them. He been popping, but I hope he eat more them. I been popping at least, I need some more. Falling hard every day like I'm Jordan. Cut her off, cause she tried to record me. Preach to the streets, I guess I'm a poet. I don't catch feelings, I'm catching my flights. They say what's done in the dark, will come to light. Sipping on gym, reminiscing all night. Blowing them back by the day, baby. I just bought me a new K, baby. Let them know I'll spray, baby. Let them know I don't play, baby. Anything for your love. I'm catching my flights. They say what's done in the dark will come to light. Sipping on gym, reminiscing all night. Blowing them back by the day, baby. I just bought me a new K, baby. Let them know I'll spray, baby. Let them know I don't play, baby. Anything for your love. Let them know I don't play, baby. 